My text is Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1. I'm going to begin in the 18th verse, read down through the 25th verse. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example, was mindful to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall uh, call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And so it was when the angel had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And Mary pondered or kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherd returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. You know, this, this evening, it's really not going to be a, a traditional uh, Christmas Eve message. Uh, I just read, you know, two portions of this grand story, the arrival, the advent of Jesus Christ. And I just want to take a few minutes and reflect on what I've just read and, and what makes this time of the year and the advent so special to each and every one of us and why we celebrate it with with such zeal and enthusiasm and appreciation and gratitude. And, and I think the first thing, when, when I read the account of Christmas and, and Christ's coming, I, I can't help but reflect and think about the surprise. 400 years of silence. Heaven had been silent for 400 years. Not a prophetic proclamation, not an angelic visit, not anything attributed to the person and the activity of the Holy Spirit until... Heaven burst wide open and came to visit earth in the person in the ministry of the Holy Spirit in a wonderful and new way. 
through angelic visitations, through prophecies that are being fulfilled. I, I, I think it caught everyone unawares. That's what surprise mean. It means that it was unexpected. It, it wasn't on the calendar. And, and no one on that day woke up thinking it was any different than any other day until there was a surprise. There was a surprise visit by an angel, not only to Mary, but to Joseph. And, and preceding Mary and Joseph came to Zacchaeus and Elizabeth. And, and, and from these angelic visitations, there was an awakening, a stirring in the human spirit that this was not ordinary. This was extraordinary. We would even say this was not natural. This was heavenly. It was supernatural. It was beyond humanity. It was godly. But it was a surprise. I'm still thankful that God surprises us. Sometimes we wake up and we think today's going to be like any other day, just an ordinary day on the calendar. Go to work, take care of my responsibilities, you know, go through the things that I have to go through. But God still shows up in surprising ways, which leads me to my second reflection. God shows up suddenly. Not only is it a surprise, it shocks us. When something happens suddenly, we're startled. I, I came into uh, the office early today uh, just to, to prepare and to pray and because this service is so important. It's so vitally important that we gather and celebrate and, and remember this occasion. But, but I think that, you know, in me being here early and sort of unannouncing it to Kate, when Kate came in, I surprised her when I walked out of the auditorium and said hello, and she jumped. Woo! She just, woo! Just jumped. And uh, that's why Kate does that. Woo! Because, you know, sometimes when uh, 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 something happens and it's a surprise, there's a suddenly with it. Now, when we think about suddenly, this was a suddenly to Mary. It was a suddenly to Joseph. Of course, it was a suddenly to Herod. Herod was now threatened suddenly by a new king, by someone who was going to have a kingdom that had no end. That was so threatening to this insecure leader that he put a bounty on this baby and went to end his life at such a young and innocent age. You know, so these these suddenlies happened also to the shepherds that were in the field. Suddenly heaven came alive and they were aware that they weren't alone. You know, sometimes when you work the night shift, you work the night shift because you wonder if you could make it during the day shift. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just feel like the night shift is where I belong and there's, you know, fewer people there, fewer moving parts. And, and, but let me, let me share this with you that the shepherds suddenly were aroused with heaven's activity and it, what a difference it made. What a difference it makes in our life when God suddenly shows up on your lunch break or in a conversation or in the midst of your family, or a phone call, or a gift in the mail, and it lets you know that He knows where you're at, what you need to lift your spirit and to give you hope and to bless you. Our God still surprises us. There's still suddenlies with our God. And it causes me to think, if all of that is going on, and it has happened to everyone who knows Christ, everyone who's born again, you've had a suddenly 
Suddenly you were in darkness and suddenly you were translated to the kingdom of God. You've had a surprise that God loves you in your lost condition. You were surprised by that message. You, you thought perhaps God was mad at you or that he was going to come and he was going to judge you and, and he just couldn't wait to punish you. And you found out just the opposite. You were surprised by the message of salvation that God loved you while you were yet in sin and demonstrated it by sending his own son. Which leads me to this next reflection. This had to be solemn. Sobering. Something that, you know, was uh, much deeper than what they had ever experienced before. All of us can look back at our life and we can say, boy, I remember a time when, you know, I had a solemn moment in my life. That means suddenly and by surprise, you had to reflect. It caused you to really think and to consider and to ponder. And if we do it correctly, this is a conclusion I believe that the Holy Spirit leads us all to. Who am I that you would visit me? Who am I, Lord, that you would surprise me with a suddenly? Which leads me to the next reflection is, this was really sacred. This was like a kiss from heaven. The kind of kiss that you're like, I've never felt so much love, so much acceptance, so much affirmation. I've never been so humbled in all of my life. When we consider the holiness of God, we consider that we couldn't approach him in our current condition. The only way that we can approach God is when his holiness comes to dwell in our heart through Jesus Christ. So this sacred moment was a holy moment. There's a lot of accounts in Scripture about holy moments. I think the Christmas story has some of the best. Some of the most memorable. And you can know that the significance of what it means to those that were impacted by how they responded. Um, it was, they did things that were out of the ordinary. They got out of the box. They sort of, in that moment, God was so much bigger than their ego, than their fears. And they went forward with the plan of God. Whether it was Mary saying, be it unto me according to your word. Or the shepherds making haste into Bethlehem. Or the wise men coming and traveling hundreds of miles over the course of several years to come and view this babe. Wow. This was really sacred and holy. They shared it. That's the next point of my reflection. It was such glad tidings of great joy, which would be to all people, that all people had to hear it. 
Consider the cast and the crew of the first Christmas. You have those that are working the night shift who are shepherds, who are working in the shepherd's field, watching over these sheep that would be offered up during the feast of Passover. And the angel of the Lord comes to them with this great message. So great and so grand that it caused them to go and share it. They couldn't contain it to themselves. So it was so real, even though it was surreal, it was so real that they went. They went immediately. Sort of goes along with suddenlies, causes to do things immediately. Those acts of obedience that are so pleasing to the Lord and allow Him to manifest Himself are known as acts of faith. That's what I see. In sharing, that's the demonstration of faith. And the sharing was of Jesus Christ to all people. This good news is to all people. And that includes us. All of us Gentiles as well as all of the Jews. The whole of the world that God so loved. My last reflection is that of salvation. This night is all about God and His great plan. I heard it said this way years ago, and I, and I can't think of a, a better way to frame it with words, so I'll just continue to say it until that day that maybe the Lord illuminates me and I can think of a better way to say it is that God the Father had the plan. God the Son came and performed and fulfilled the plan, and now the Holy Spirit is here to reveal the plan. But it was all God's initiative. Salvation is the greatest gift and the only gift that will purge us of all of our sin and cleanse us from the stain of that sin and make us white as snow. Though your sins were as crimson, the prophet said, they will be white as snow. That's salvation. The gift of Jesus Christ. And part of this wondering and reflection is the whole process of incarnation. This is a miracle. And the message of Christmas, the message of Christ is this. With God, all things are possible. Think about where that's written. It's written in the Christmas story. It's written so that we could know with us, salvation is not possible. We couldn't save ourselves. All of our sin and all of our righteousness was as filthy rags. What could make us white as snow? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The sacred, pure blood of our Savior. So when you think about this night, I hope you have your own reflections. These are just some of mine. You know, I've, I've put them together in the form of, of all words that begin with S and I don't know, us preachers sort of phonetically fall in that category for whatever reason. I, maybe it's to, to help our, our audience to understand, but, but really help, maybe it's, it's just to help us to communicate. But no matter what it is, may God reveal it to you personally. May you, you have your own traditions and, and that cause you to once again be awakened 
and aroused by God and his goodness. Can you say amen? Because God still surprises us. There's still suddenlies. God still performs signs and wonders. Isn't that amazing? Signs and wonders, a virgin conceiving, a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. It's just more confirmation of how wise, how powerful, how awesome our God is. There's none like him. There's none we can compare to him. Those solemn moments of reflection, the sacredness of this holy day, the sharing that we should all participate in because it's so real to us and the salvation that's eternal and gives us security and assurance. If there's anything that people want in today's world is a sense of security and assurance with everything that's going topsy-turvy and everything that can be shaken that is being shaken, I'm so thankful that we have received a Savior and a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Jesus has put our feet on a solid rock and we have a sure foundation of salvation. Can you say amen? Amen. Father, we love you and we thank you for your love for us. And Lord, may this word be sealed in our heart by the Holy Spirit. These reflections, these things that we can consider and ponder as we read your word, may it become personal. We bless you and we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, for those that are with us on the live stream, we're about to end our service for you this evening. And, but we want to encourage you to take a moment and receive communion there in your own home. Get some juice and get a cracker and take a moment and consider Christ, his suffering and his sacrifice, his glorious resurrection, and partake of the wafer that represents his body. Drink of the juice that represents the blood of the Savior and be renewed. Take this opportunity to just consider Christ, how selfless he was, what a great servant he is, what a loving Savior. And commune with him through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We also want to encourage you to light a candle It's an outward manifestation of what Jesus did in our heart. He came and he brought light into a darkened heart. And he lit lit our spirit up. But I also want to give you an opportunity, if you've never accepted Christ, to appeal to you to be reconciled to God. To not believe that you're beyond His mercy or His grace. For with God all things are possible. When Jesus hung on the cross, He bore your sins. The sins of the whole world. But in order for you to experience His gift of salvation, you have to welcome Him into your life as Savior and Lord. You do this by acknowledging His Lordship. By confessing his lordship. And through the path of repentance. You're reconciled to God. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. 
If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.